my friends, this is Peter Swart from Christ Covenant Ministries, and this morning I want to welcome everybody out there that is watching live, and um, I am sharing today, this is a whole series, I've been studying the Word on this subject for quite a while now, and today I call this the Heavenly Man, and uh, we're going to have a look at Jesus, and uh, we're going to look at who He is and how we identify with Him and what we need to be set free from. So, if we look this morning, you know, what is important is that in heaven, this right now in heaven, there is no problems. In heaven, everything is perfect. Um, in heaven, um, this is, Jesus came into the earth, and when Jesus came into the earth, He said, I am from above. Um, I'm not from beneath, I'm not from this world, I'm from above, I've been born from above. And then, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, everyone who believes in Him is also born from above. So we are functioning from a different dimension. We are functioning from a place where everything is perfect. We are functioning from a place where the Father is, and uh, the, uh, the Father who loves us unconditionally, and Jesus when he came into the earth, he, uh, he is the exact representation of the Father. And what is wonderful about this is that Jesus said, when he came into the earth, the chains that came, he says that it will not be works anymore. It will not be the law of Moses to try to live up to a standard. It will be faith now. And what is interesting is, is that um, Jesus said, if you believe, anything is possible. So this is what we will talk about um, in this sermon today, is that anything is possible for you if you believe. If we believe right, we will have the right results. And what is interesting, and this morning I will read to you um, uh, uh, quite a long passage out of the Bible, because I want you to get the, the idea of where I'm going. I want you to see the context and I'm going to read out of uh, Hebrews 10. And if you have your Bibles with, with you this morning, and uh, we will look at this. Uh, in Hebrews 10, he start off and he say, For the law having a shadow of the good things to come. Something that you need to understand about the law. The law always put the promises in the future. If you try to live up to the standard of the law, May, uh, someone asked me the other day, um, what is, um, can you give me a good summary of the law? What does it really mean when you say someone is under the law? In Galatians 3, Paul made it very clear. Paul said to the Galatians, are you so foolish? In Galatians 3, he said, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now trying to be perfect by the flesh? Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or the hearing of faith? Then he said, are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now trying to be perfect in the flesh? So that is basically what it means. That's a summary of the law. You are trying to be perfect by the flesh. But Paul said, are you foolish? You are foolish if you try to be perfect by the flesh. And Paul also say in this passage, that um, you, you have begun in the spirit. Why are you now trying to be perfect in the flesh? So that is what is important for me and you to understand. Is that 
um, the law is only a shadow of the good things to come. You can never live up to that standard. But then he said the good news is, and not the very image of things. So that means he is referring now to Jesus Christ. Can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. That's a real important word this morning. For then would they have not ceased to be offered for the worshippers once purified, would have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Then he said, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. And this body that you talk about here is the body of Jesus. And that is the image. Um, that's the very image of God. That's what he's talking about here. So the sacrifices, God did not desire sacrifices anymore and offerings anymore. So God become a man. God break through the time zone and God came into this world and God became a man. And he prepared, basically prepared himself to deliver us from the corruption because in this world, everything is negative. In this world, uh, we are living in a negative world. And in this negative world, we try to fix things with logic. We try to fix it, to fix it with human wisdom. We try to fix it with intellectualism. And sometimes it is overwhelming for us. But Jesus said, if you believe anything is possible. So Jesus is the grace of God. When he came into the earth as a man, he represents grace. He was the absolute form of grace. And what is wonderful about it, he says, just believe in the grace that I give you. And then anything is possible. So this world that is negative, that is corrupt, where we have circumstances, where we have trouble. Jesus said, now there is a solution. I am the solution. I will deliver you from this corrupted man. Now, let's read further on here. And then he said, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins, you had no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I've come in the volume of the book as it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for, for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that you may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word body is very important here. By the sacrifice of the body, or we have been sanctified through the offering of his body. So God say, I reject now the offerings and the sacrifices of the old covenant. Because that the blood of animals could only cover sin for a period of time. So here comes Jesus. And that sacrifices was also a reminder of sins continuously. So with other words. The problem that we have here, and let me explain to you. Paul say in Romans 7, when the commandment come, 
it's, it it uh, uh, arouses sin in my flesh and bring all kinds of desiring in my flesh. So, through the law and the commandment, we cannot be free of the flesh. But when we begin, begin to identify with the body of Jesus Christ, then we will be set free. So, through the body of Jesus Christ, we are sanctified through one offering once for all. And that is good news. And then he go on here in this passage, and I'm almost done. He says, and every priest stands ministering daily, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering... He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. This is good news this morning. Is that by one offering He has perfected us. So you don't have to try to be perfect by the flesh anymore. Paul says it is foolish. Because by believing in Jesus you have been perfected. So this morning we want to talk about transformation. The world conforms us, and here is a verse that I want to bring to your attention in Romans 12. We're going to stand still today a little bit in Romans, because I want to help you that you can see how this works. Now, the word that we will put on here today, um, the emphasis on is body. That's what we will put emphasis on today. And the other word that we will put emphasis on is being perfected. Now what is interesting in Romans 12 verses 1 he says, By brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies. And that is really important that you see that today. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So transformation. Me and you want to transform. Into the new man. You cannot. <clears throat> you cannot work on the flesh. You cannot work on the old man. You can only. Work on the new man. Which is created in the image of Jesus Christ. But here's a problem. How do you work on something you cannot see. And that is the, the, the wonder of this new covenant is that you cannot do it, it comes by revelation knowledge. That's why Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit come, He will take what belongs to me and make it known unto you. So in other words, Christ is living in you. Now that you believe in Jesus Christ, you've, you have been saved, born again, you believe in Him now. Now the transformation begins. And what is interesting about this transformation, it comes by revelation knowledge of the Holy Spirit to your heart. And if we look at scripture here this morning, and I'm, I'm um, uh, going to look at some verses. If we want to understand what transformation really means, then we have to look into Romans 12 and we have to ask ourselves the question, what is it that needs to transform? Because my spirit is already perfected and transformed 
in the image of Jesus Christ. What is Paul talking about? How is it possible that the child of God can conform to the world? Either you conform to the world or you transform to the image of Jesus Christ. Is Paul talking about a spiritual change? Yes, spiritual change come through revelation knowledge uh, in me and you. Um, we have been awakened to unto righteousness the moment we believe in Jesus Christ. But what is interesting here is if you want to understand transformation, you have to look at the word body. And we're going to look at Jesus himself personally at his body too. So in Romans, we have to backtrack in that book, or excuse me, in that letter, we have to backtrack to where he mentioned the word body first. Now, what is important here for me and you to understand is that we cannot preach this new creation. Paul say, um, if anyone is in Christ, in Romans 5.17, if anyone, excuse me, in 1 Corinthians 5.17, Paul say, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, behold, the new has come. So what does he mean by old? And we will see that in Romans 2, what he mean by old. The old is gone, the new has come. So if we want to preach about or talk about the new creation, we can't preach it without um, connecting that or identifying that with heaven. What happened in heaven? It said that the priests were standing while these same sacrifices were making. So with other words, while you stand, the work is not done. But this man sat down. So we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Many people think that when Jesus say on the cross, um, it is finished. Many people think um, that that is where everything was finished. No, everything was not completely finished. The only thing what happened when he say it is finished on the cross he have done with, uh, killed the old man. He have uh, take away the, the, the corruption. He have um, take away the sin, uh, the sinful man, the man who missed the mark, who cannot take part uh, in the life of God. He have taken that out of the way. Then he died. Then he rose from the dead, and the work was done and finished when he sat down in the heavenly places where everything is perfect. And now me and you as a child of God, we function from that platform. That is our position. We are in Christ and Christ is in us. And we are functioning, we are reigning from that place, from the throne of grace. Now, if we want to understand what Paul means um, by um, uh, the word body here, because we want to look at the word body, then the first time that the word body is mentioned uh, in the book of uh, is in the book of Romans, chapter four, and this is what Paul said: "And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead." Look here what he said: "The body, Abraham, uh, the father of faith, he did not consider his own body." Already dead since he was about a hundred years old. So with other words, Abraham stand on a promise. And the promise was from your seat um, will come um, the blessing. 
which is Christ Jesus. But Abraham is now already, as the scriptures say here, a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. So what is interesting here is, is that Paul, excuse me, is that Abraham did not consider his body. That's really important. Because the body was telling him it's impossible. The body was telling him you are over a hundred years of age. You cannot produce anymore. You cannot give birth anymore. So that was the problem. He did not consider his body that was telling him it's over. You cannot produce a child anymore. But he was standing in faith, believing. And this is where Paul begins in the book of Romans, beginning to address something that is holding me and you back, that we do not experience the impossible in our lives. And he's talking about the body. And he's talking about flesh right through here. And he's showing us it's spirit, it's flesh, it's grace, or it is law. And he shows how the law works on the flesh and how the law arouses sin in the flesh. That me and you consider the body instead of considering that we are new creations created in the image of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's good news. Me and you, this body that we have anchor us to the earth. That's the only thing that it does. It just anchors us to the world, to this earth. It is dead according to the scriptures. It is killed off. And, the, and, and that's why we have to come to the same place that Abraham is and say, I don't consider my body anymore. I don't consider what he tells me. I don't consider what the circumstances in the world is projecting on my body because my body is where my senses is, my feelings, my emotions, um, uh, touch, hear, see, and all those things is in my body. And this negative world, this corrupted world is working in it. So what needs to happen, there needs to come a shift in your mind where you say, I don't consider my body anymore. Why? Because it died 2,000 years ago. So now the next verse that we're going to look at here this morning is in Romans um, uh, chapter 6. And I'm reading from verse 5. He say, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Wow. We were united in the likeness of his death when he died on that cross. We're going to make it more simple now as we go on. He says, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this. Now, we, if we talk about the word knowing, then we are going back to Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. By the renewing of your mind you will transform into the same image. Oh, I love this stuff. So he used the word knowing here, which refers to renewing of the mind. Me and you need to know in our mind. We have been united in the likeness of his death. We are also united in the likeness of his resurrection. Then he say a very important thing, knowing this, that the, our old man was crucified that the body of sin might be done away with, that we no longer be slaves to sin. For he who died, uh, he who died has been freed from sin. 
So what is interesting here this morning, transformation comes by me and you knowing that the old man was crucified with Christ. The body of sin is being done away with. He killed that off. You cannot change it. You cannot perfect it. If you try to perfect it, then you have placed yourself under the conditions of the law. You have placed yourself under the elementary principle of the world, which is if I'm good, I'm blessed. If I'm bad, I'm punished. And that creates condemnation in the heart. It brings guilt back into you and it brings a sin, sin conscience into you. The good news is, is that by one offering, Jesus has perfected you once for all. You are perfect. The real you is the man that is created in the image of Jesus Christ. So where is Paul going with this? In the next verse, that um, so, so here we have to ask ourselves the question as we go on. Why the body? Romans 7. Turn with me in Romans 7. Listen to what Paul said. You also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ. Hallelujah. What is your downfall? The law. When me and you try to take things in our own hands in this world, we move away from faith. As I said in the beginning, Galatians 3 says, why are you trying to be perfect by the flesh? You cannot be, you can't, you did not receive the spirit by the works of the law. You receive it by faith in Christ Jesus. You have received the spirit. So we are sons of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now listen to what is interesting here. He says, you also have become dead to the law. Keep that in mind. Through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit unto God. Wow! So what is interesting here is that you are married to Christ. You are married to Christ. That, that word married means covenant. So with other words, you are in covenant. Um, if I'm married, me and my wife, we are married, me and my wife, Kathy, we are in covenant. We have become one. I realize we, we, we are conscious of one another's thinking. We are conscious of the, the longer we spend time together, the longer we are together, we begin to understand one another's actions even because we are one. We are in, in covenant with one another. So he says, so that we may bear fruit unto God. And that's very important to see that because while you are under the law, you bear fruit to death. You cannot bear fruit unto God. Where did that come from? When Adam and Eve ate from that tree, that's where the foundation of the world was laid, which means uh, if you are good, you are blessed. If you are bad, you are punished. So in other words, they ate from that tree. In that moment, they were separated from the quality of God's life. And from that moment on, and we know the word evil means poneros, from that moment on, man begin to um, uh, uh, toil, man is in hardships, man is living in frustration, uh, uh, man is annoyed, that's what that word means, and now man in his own ability tried to be good, he tried to live up to a standard, and that is the foundation of the world, that's the elementary principle of this world, and that's why Paul said, do not 
get conformed to this world. Do not get conformed to that where you try to be perfect in the flesh. He said, no, you have started off in the spirit. Now complete this. Let the transformation have its full um, uh, uh, work in you so that you come to that place that you do not consider your body anymore. Just like Abraham. And because he didn't consider his body anymore, he is in faith. He understands that he is righteous because Abraham believed in God. He is now righteous. Therefore, he, uh, therefore we are justified. That's the same word as being declared righteous. By faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, peace is ruling my heart. Condemnation is not ruling my heart. Guilt is not ruling my heart because I am in Christ Jesus. So the first work of the resurrection that Jesus did, and I love this statement that someone made a while ago over the um, Easter, uh, Eastern weekend, excuse me. He says, the stone was rolled away and the stone represents the law. And we also see in Ezekiel, he says, when he described the born again experience, he says, I will remove the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. That word in the Greek, in the Hebrew, actually means naked. I will give you a heart that is sensitive, that is naked, that is innocent. I will give you, I will remove the heart of stone. So when the stone was rolled away, it is symbolic that the law was rolled away when Jesus came out of that grave. And we are not under the law anymore from that moment. We are under grace. Hallelujah. We are under the divine influence of God on our hearts and on our lives. And now we rest in what He has done for us. So, when we are married to Jesus, we bear fruit unto God. So, we could not, the law prevents us from bearing fruit. So, the law is taken away. So, the first work of the resurrection, when Jesus came out of that grave, you were set free from the law. And now you can bear fruit unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, that's why if we go on in this passage, um, um, the Christ life, yes, another statement that I want to make um, is that the Christ life is, uh, is not about a positive self-image. No, it's about the Christ image in me and you. Because many people try to have a positive self-image. That doesn't help much. What you need is the life of Christ or the image of Christ to come through in your in your life and we will explain that now to you um, in a more clear way another verse that is really important here in Romans 6 verse 14 Paul say for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace why is this so important I can change that verse and I can say sin shall have dominion over me for I am under the law and not under grace. But Paul says, you are not under the law anymore because the body of sin is done away with. And as he say in Romans 7, 4, he say, you are dead to the law through the body of Jesus Christ because we identify with the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's look at Jesus. Why a body? What is very interesting here this morning for you and me to understand in this whole transformation process is that he talked about body. So Jesus, when he came out of that grave 
And when he presented him to his disciples, he said to them, Come on, touch me. I am flesh and I am bone. So many people think Jesus is just a spirit. He's not a spirit. He is a man. He got flesh and he got bone. He, he is a glorified body now. That means he have overcome death, which was separating mankind from the presence of God. He have overcome that. So he came back into the glory uh, of God and he have a permanent living in the glory of God, which means the view and opinion of God have now take full stature in Jesus Christ. And that's what the word glory means, the view and opinion of, 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 um, of God and God's view and opinion of you is always good, it's always filled with love, it's full of acceptance, that's the view and opinion, God don't see you as a sinner, God because of the sacrifice of Jesus or the offering of the body of Jesus Christ, God don't see you as a sinner, God sees you as righteous, complete, perfect in Christ Jesus and that is what is important here, so Jesus right now on the right hand of the Father there's a man sitting there, <laughs> I've prepared a body for myself. So we don't identify uh, with the uh, with an old covenant principle where sins was uh, the, 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 the blood of animals and the law was a reminder of sins continuously. So we don't focus on the old covenant. We don't focus on the law because it's a reminder of sins. We are focusing on Christ where there is no reminder of sins, the only thing that Christ does is that He reminds us of the reality through the Holy Spirit that we are perfect, that we are righteous, that we are holy. We are connected to heaven. In fact, according to Ephesians chapter 2, He said that, but God who, uh, with His great love, with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive, and then in brackets He said, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ together that the ages that come he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness towards us. So God's kindness has come upon us and he say I want to show you my grace. Now many people cannot grasp the reality of being seated with Christ in heavenly places. Here's how you reach that. The moment that you understand that He has finished the work, that He has completed the work, that, you, that there is nothing that you can do anymore, that you cannot be perfect in the flesh anymore, that there is no way that God reject that way of living. The moment you understand that He finished it and you were included in that finished work, then you understand I am with him in heavenly places. The way to be seated with Christ. That means when he sat down, he rested. He don't work anymore. Someone who sat down don't work anymore. The work is done when he sat down. Now everything is complete in him. So in that moment that you understand the work is finished and completed in him, you understand there's only one thing for me now. I just rest in him. I rest in the reality that I function from that platform and now anything is possible. Anything is possible from that moment that you understand that because you are not, you are not 
uh, uh, conforming to the, you are not conformed to this world anymore. You don't consider your body anymore. Now you are living by faith, which is a positive response to his grace. Amen. So uh, if Jesus was not a man, if he was not seated on the right hand of the Father as a man, we had no reference for transformation. Zero. But because he's a man, we identify with him. And as the scriptures say in 1 John 4 verse 17, as he is, so we are in this world. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? I praise the Lord for that. So, so um, let us go on here in my notes. Um, um, in, in um, excuse me. Uh, I want to read to you uh, just to, sh to show you here in Romans 7 in your Bibles. If you, if you have your Bible with you, go with me to Romans 7. And I want to read to you just showing you how you can go back um, to the law. And, um, and I'm just going to read several verses out of Romans 7 just to show you how the law works. And then um, remind you that you are not under the law anymore. Because this is how the law begin to um, arouse in the flesh again. And that you are focused, that you, see this is what the law does. The law let you consider your body again. That's what the law does. The law let you forget. Um, forget the reality that your body is done away with. That your body died with Christ. That's what the law does. That's what the elementary principle of this world does. So, he says in verse 4, Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ. There is a reminder again. I've read that to you guys before. So here Paul says in verse 7, and he described, and Paul is not saying, talking about his struggles. He's just saying to you how it looks when a man is under the law or when a man tries to be perfect by the flesh. So this is what he's saying here. He say in verse 7, I would not have known sin except through the law. So the law is the knowledge of sin. And another verse that we can, can bring uh, here in is Romans 3 verse 20 where they say, Because of the works of, um, of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For the law, for through the law, the knowledge of sin comes the knowledge of sin. So flesh cannot be justified in the presence of God. It's impossible. Why? Because flesh is dead. The, the old man is dead. He, he cannot. You, so you can try to better yourself. You can try to be perfect in the flesh. Reality check. God, the scripture make it very clear here that the flesh cannot be justified in the sight of God. Why? Because it is done away. The body is done away with in Christ Jesus. The old man, the corrupted man is done away with. There is no place for it in this kingdom of God. Now let's read further on here. For I would not have no, uh, no covetousness uh, unless the law said you shall not covet. Now listen verse 8. He said, but sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire. From apart from the law, sin was dead. So Paul say here, 
sin-taking opportunity when the commandment come to me. So with other words, um, you may sit today in a church or be part of a, a, a ministry group or um, in a Bible study group, it doesn't matter. How does this work? How does this come back into my flesh that I begin to consider my body again? It happens this way. Any message that you hear that put a demand on you to be perfect in the flesh, that you have to live up to a standard, you have now placed yourself under the conditions of the sin, of, of the law, excuse me. And now, what is the meaning of sin? That's the question we have to ask ourselves here. Sin basically means not to take part in. Or not to share in. That's what sin means. So to miss the mark means when he misses the mark. It means that you are separated from the quality of God's life. So what happened is when I try to be perfect in the flesh. To be a better pe person. By behavior modification. I put up my best behavior. You are not yourself anymore. So what happened now? You separate yourself from the quality of God's life which is in you. Your, your new man, the new man in Christ Jesus, he is connected to God. He is connected to heaven. He's functioning from a position of perfection. Anything is possible when you are free of the law. When you are free, when you come to that place that you don't consider your body anymore, the promises of God will come to reality. Can I tell you something? I don't care what your circumstances today. Reality check. There is always a better and greater promise in God to overcome that circumstance. And just like Abraham, don't consider your body anymore because he died. And therefore you are in faith in Christ Jesus. I want to give you a last verse here this morning because we are talking about Romans 12, he say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he say, by the brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. So how can I get my body as a living sacrifice? Does the Bible say it is dead? Well, it's a mortal body that you have. And this mortal body can easily submit to the perfection in the flesh. It can easily submit to the works of the law. It can easily go that way. Because it still has feelings. But by faith in Jesus Christ, the thing died. So let's have a look here in Romans 8. And this is the verse that I want to bring to your attention. And this is going to be my last verse that I, excuse me, it's not the last verse. But I want to share this, this with you this morning as we talk about this heavenly man uh, that is in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. I'm reading from verse 9 in Romans 8. He said, but you... Are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, now listen to this. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now I first want to explain that to you. The body is not dead because of sin. That's a wrong translation. The word here because in the Greek is dia. That's what the word is. So with other words, it actually means the channel, the body that is the channel. 
it means that sin cannot channel through the body anymore. It cannot come through the body anymore because it's dead. That's what he said. You are in Christ, the body is dead. But righteousness is now coming through Christ in you. And then if we read, uh, read further here, well, let me explain it again. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Now, it actually say in original Greek, the body is not a channel for sin anymore. Sin cannot work through the body anymore. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. So that word because is dia in the Greek, which means the channel through which it works. So now the spirit of God is working through you because you are righteous. And then he say, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will through his spirit who dwells, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. That is your answer. So in other words, this mortal body, Paul say in verse chapter 12, he say, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's a mortal body. The thing can, can be a sacrifice, that means submit unto the law if sin is being preached to it, when perfection is being preached to it, from out of a worldly perspective of out of the law, then it means that this body can now uh, come alive unto the things, excuse me, uh, excuse me, I want to set my words right here, is that he said, the body, let your body be a living sacrifice unto Christ, or unto God. So how does it become a living, your mortal body, a living sacrifice? unto God. Here's this verse explaining. It says here that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if you understand this morning that your body is dead and it's not a channel for sin anymore and that the Holy Spirit is life, uh, that the spirit is life because of righteousness, you have been declared righteous. You are not declared as a sinner. Then what happened is that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body that means your body come alive unto God. It acts on what the Spirit shows. It, uh, uh, it hears what the Spirit says. And that is what is so amazing about this new man. When Jesus came into this earth. Yes, this new man is born out of love. He's being made righteous. He is not a sinner anymore. But what is amazing of this new man. He's connected to heaven now. He has a heavenly language. He can see and hear in the Spirit. And then this is where we are led by the Spirit of God because we are the sons of God. So what is interesting this morning is that Jesus is a man. There's a body seated on the right hand of the Father. He is our reference for transformation. Me and you through the body of Jesus Christ have died to sin. We are not sinners anymore. We are not separated from the presence of God anymore because now God is living in us. Christ is living in us. And now my mortal body can become a living sacrifice unto God. I begin to hear in the spirit. Um, I don't consider my body anymore. I'm like, like, just like Abraham. We don't consider the body anymore because it's dead. But we are in faith. Not wavering, but no that he is able to fulfill his promises. 
you as a heavenly man is designed to experience the impossible. Your only enemy is the law. That's what is going to bring you down if you submit to it. But the good news today is your body is dead through the offering of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. And uh, follow us on Facebook. You know what Grace Covenant Ministries is doing in the world. And God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you.